Hi there, this is John from pureandsimplebible.com. This month I'm doing a special series from Cambodia. Using my iPhone, I was able to interview Wani Chan, a preacher of the gospel in Phnom Penh, Cambodia. We learn about who he is and how he came to know Christ. I'm so grateful for Wani. He's one of my dearest friends and co-workers for the Lord. His life story exemplifies that we can overcome great personal odds with the power of the Lord Jesus. Let's jump right into the interview with Wani. I guess the first question I would like to ask you is uh, more of an inquiry about where you've come from. Why don't you take a couple minutes to explain where you were born, how you were raised, and how that affected who you are today. So uh, I was born in Sehnoville, where I was raised without seeing my parents. Never seen them since I was born. Was raised by my grandmother. She was not my real grandmother, but she raised me up and until uh, when I was living with her. I do not have any friends or siblings to play with, but when I moved to live to see my first time was in 1998. That was the first time I see my mom, and uh, the family was very poor that I have to go back at the pagoda and at the market. What made me today because I want to see the real fathers, and when I was baking at a market, and Russian market, the Christian organization just come and tell me about Jesus. And the first time that I believe in Jesus was just want to know that who is the that heavenly Father, how He loves, and all that because I never feel the love of the Father. And yes, but other reason that I'm going with them because of the food. <laughs> I believe in Jesus just for the food that they offer to me. And later on, I was going to church and there's a family that they had me uh, to go to school, had me and my stepsister. We going to, we went to a very good school that they paying for us and after finished school, I was graduated in 2012 and I've been praying for, for three years, asking God like, God if it is your will, let me serve you, that I can have enough just to pay for my family. That's what I've been praying for three years. So we, we came to Cambodia in 2014, met you at the hotel that you were working at at the time. Tell me about that experience the first time you, I think Bong Brad and Bong Brandy was the ones you uh, first interacted with, so talk about that. Uh, yeah, like the first time uh, Bradley, uh, at the hotel as I working as restaurant manager there. And uh, we have a talk and he want to go somewhere, so I'm just willing to help. And he asking me that they are moving to Cambodia and they are coming to serve God. And I said, it surprised me. It's like, oh, so uh, where are you going to be? And he told me that first he said that uh, my friend Jonathan need a translator. So he asked me that if I am interested in doing that. And it was just the right time. It, my contract working for the hotel, it's, all, it's just a month. That, uh, it has finished on August that in the same month that I, I met all that. And I'm very excited. And I told him that this is what I've been praying, that if I can serve God and just 
give me enough pay for the, the renting house and the food. That's what I've been praying for. Now, you started translating for us in July of 2014, and um, you went out with us uh, a time or two to the provinces, and I remember um, I was feeling guilty because there I was sharing the gospel with people, right? And I was telling, I was encouraging them that, you know, uh, the Lord wants us to accept his grace through faith and be baptized for the remission of sins, I knew that you needed to do that as well. So tell me about that time when you and I had the study together and what was going on in your mind. It, it was the first heart-to-heart studying because uh, even though I've been believing in God for years, I believe that Jesus is my Savior. He's the only one can save. I, and I thought that I am saving even though if I have to die that time, I'm saved. But after the study... It freaked me out. <laughs> like if I die, I wouldn't. I will still go to hell, even though I have believed in God for many years. I've been serving as best player in the denomination church, and that's what I thought. I, I'm a Christian, but I was not. And that first study was touching me and wanted me to know more about the truth in the Bible. So you and your wife Sopiak were baptized uh, that August, I think. And then shortly after that, uh, maybe within the year, you led your brothers and your mother to Christ. Uh, tell me what that was like to share the gospel with them. I thought I will never do that because I myself, I know that serving God does not need to be go out and teaching and preaching or to others. It just maybe you can play the music, uh, doing something else as a part of it. So that it's really very encouraged to me that I need to serve God because I can't have my brothers and my mom to, to obey the truth. I need to tell others about it too. Now our families were very close. Um, you know, you worked with me, came to my house for about a year and a half before we moved and then we started working in our own offices separately. But we saw our kids grow up together too. Uh, tell me about uh, your, your two little children, Grace and James. Uh, they have asking for Penny and Abby and Gabe and your leave because they used to play together and I feel like it was a good experience that we can, especially for me, that I learned from you how you raise the children in a godly way, teach them and uh, guide them to obey the parents more than so many Cambodians that they didn't do that. They just let their kids do whatever they want, and they said that because they are too young, do not spank them and things like that. But me and my wife, we learn from you that just guide them from their young age so they can fear God when they grow up. Don't tell my parents that we spanked our kids that much. The granny and grandpa might come over here and, and spank me. Um, so after three years, you're right, we did leave the country, and... Uh, you were ordained as an evangelist in May of 2017. What was it like beginning the work in a post-American time? So after all of the Americans were gone, it was only a Cambodian church at that point. Tell me about maybe what you were feeling and, and how the church was working at that time. I'm feeling lonely, but I never have the feeling that I am abandoned because 
we always have contact via email and Facebook, things like that. You called me so many times, and Bradley's, and there are the brothers who have contact and, and encouraging me to continue the work. And yeah, first, I have tried myself to go to the Christian, like the sisters, but they have not opened their heart, their time for me. So I am just praying and wonder, like, what can I do? What can I help the church to grow? Then uh, my brothers moved to live with us. We have companies to uh, on on Sunday and things like that. And then there are people calling. Uh, uh, they asking if I can have the Bible study once a week with them at the province at Kampot. It's like, man, this is my chance this, to show that I want to share to others about. God's love and how He wants people to be saved. So I'm keep doing that, but you know, still sometimes I'm feeling lonely because uh, it's just me going all around. And sometimes people look at me like I'm too young that they do don't want to listen to me. So when you say you're going out by yourself, you mean not with? I mean, you have brethren here, but you mean going out without me or Bradley, right? Yes, I mean like that. That I used to have. You or Bradley's company with me to the Bible study, and mostly you lead. But this time I have to lead, and but there's no one to talk at night. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. Okay, so I get what you're saying. Uh, being lonely, I remember we would have one another after the Bible studies to hang out with our hammocks, yes. right before before bedtime. Help the people that are going to listen to this. Uh, give them an example of what's a day like in the life of a Cambodian preacher? Uh, what are some of the things that you try to do each day? Uh, what are some of the good works that you try to, to do to help the church grow here? Normally, uh, every day I have my own Bible study and uh, sometimes I hang it up on Facebook just to chat with my friends, asking them about their life and see if I can visit them and bring the small booklet to tell them about the story of the Bible. Some will open and, and when we saw, um, when we hang out the book, I hang out the book to them, hand out the book. they like, okay, and they, does not, uh, they do not want to spend time anymore because it seems like it's not the way that people are getting together in their way because normally people are getting together, like when they meet, they drink. But for me, when they meet, I offer them what the Bible said. So it's not a good, but I still try my best to go visit people and, and asking them about their life and share the gospel with them. Uh, other thing I'm thinking about, how to prepare the sermon. A benefit one that, that people listen to the gospel and simply accepting it, they, they can see the truth. and. Uh, thinking about recording the audio so I can post on Facebook and other media so more people can hear about it. And that's what I'm doing. A Bible every day, some uh, Bible reading with my brothers to encourage them. For, for young people, what would be your encouragement to them uh, if somebody were to say, I feel alone, I feel like nobody understands what I'm going through, um, how would you encourage them to 
stay faithful? For me, uh, I have tried to uh, spend time with them and listen to their problem. So, because whenever we have problem in our heart, we have to express it out, or else it, it will be staying there more and more. It's so stressed. And uh, I try. I have told them that God is our friend. No matter, we do not have anyone else close to us, but God is there to to hear us. And if we ask Him, we tell Him all our problems and ask God to help us. God will hear us if we have an honest heart and. And uh, God is loving us. He wants us to be safe. That's what I'm telling them about God and uh, encourage them not to lose their hope and living in a life. Everyone has their own problems. Not mean that uh, even though the rich or the poor, they are all their problems is around. They cannot escape from it. But it's just how we're going to solve it. If we still have hope and goal, then our life will be just going forward. Uh, what's a Bible verse or two that are some of your favorite that give you good and maybe uh, inspires you to give God glory or help to motivate you to share the gospel? What's some of your favorite Bible verses that you want to share with someone? Yeah, Matthew 7, verse 21 to 23. It's encouragement that no matter how good work we have done, no matter how great we are, we have done many great things, but if it's not what God wants us to do, then we are not saved. That's what encouraging me is to see many good people that I have met. They have helped me. They have fed, fed us when we need. But those people, they have not believed in Jesus. Maybe they believe, but they have not uh, been baptized for the remission of sin. That's what encouraged me to go and tell them what God wants us to do. Just as Jesus said that, if you love me, keep my commands. That's what these two are my favorite that I I always remember and want to share to others. If you have anything, I'd like to give you the opportunity to say it to your brethren back in the United States. Oh, I, all I have to say is thank you for your love for me and other people. I have a very warm heart to know that they are brothers and sisters, even though we are not face to face, but we are in one in spirit and faith that we believe that Jesus is our saviors and trying our best to do what the Bible said, not because somebody else said. And uh, thank you for your prayers all the time, and especially thank you for you, your encouragement, and Bradley and other brothers that I have met. Those are wonderful things, and I have learned a lot from them, and I wish to, to meet them in one day. This has been a brief interview with Wani Chan. In the second part of this mini-series, coming soon, I'll share a glimpse into how a Christian can compare the Buddha's teachings alongside the Christ in order to share the gospel of Jesus with a Buddhist audience. Until then, this is Jonathan Edwards. Always remember, God loves you very much, and I do too. Lord willing, see you next time. Well, I'm here to tell you a story, a story that is true, about a judge by the name of Gideon. He was a man like me and you.